let me introduce you, your host on Let's Talk Podcast, the one, the only, Philip! Alright, can you hear me? Yeah, okay, all right, cool. Uh, let's start. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Podcast. This is episode number 87. I'm your host, Philip. And today, we're going to give our reaction to the NBA lottery results. Plus, we'll talk about the Bulls, the firing of the head coach, Jim Boland, last week, the future of the roster of the Bulls. And today, I have a guest who returned this podcast. He's the host of the Bulls HQ podcast. Mark, welcome back to the show, man. Thank you, Phil. Thanks for having me, man. Hey, no problem, no problem. The Before we get started, <laughs> I know, take two. Uh, how's the quarantine life treating you? Yeah, it's it's a little difficult at the moment, given um, we're in lockdown at, the, at this point in time. But um, yeah, look, you just got to deal with it as best you can. You get through it. It's a little bit boring, um, but it's obviously for the right reasons. So yeah, ho- hopefully, hopefully it ends as soon as possible. <laughs> Oh, tell me about it, man. I had to deal with arguing with people who are anti mass or anti social distance. There's some people who think this virus is fake. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's, there's, some, there's some crazy people out there, but what can yeah. you do, mate? Yeah, it is. It is. Now, I, this morning or whenever I wake up today, early today or yesterday, depending what day now, for people who listen, staying to listen to this. Uh, and I was talking about, I was thinking about the NBA lottery. The, and I was, for some reason, I was feeling good about it. I have a good, good feeling about this. How about you? Yeah, I mean, before before the lottery, I was feeling confident for some reason. But then obviously, as it transpired, um, it, it obviously broke the way we wanted. The Bulls moved up a little bit. It would have been nice if they kept moving up. But still, you four is better than seven. So yeah. um, it, it was a good day. Yeah, it is. I, I was like, when they were giving out the numbers and they announced the first thing is the next number eight. I was like laughing so hard and I'm like, oh shit, we're, we're moving up. And the Knicks got the number eight and then they announced and then the Cavs got the number five. It was pretty sweet that we we're ahead of those two teams. What do you think? Yeah, that, that was the, uh, the icing on top, wasn't it? That not only the balls moved up, but the fact that they jumped ahead of Two teams that most Bulls fans obviously dislike in the Cavs and the Knicks, and that much, that just made it a, that little bit sweeter. Yeah, that's pretty much made up from last year, really. <laughs> I mean, last year the Knicks got number three, and I believe Cavs were ahead than us last year. Yeah. and this is like like a redemption, basically, <laughs> basically in the lottery. And yeah, you know, it? yeah, it's better than like like you mentioned earlier, number seven, number eight, because this draft class is is. Pretty weak. What do you think about this 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 year uh, draft class? Yeah, it's not the be- it's not the best. Um, to be to be fair, I'm not a I'm not a draft expert um, mm-hmm. at this point. I've, I've definitely got to do my research on who the Bulls should go after, particularly now that we know that they're slated to to pick at number four. But nonetheless, based on what I read, based on what I listen to and hear, uh, the majority or the consensus is the draft itself isn't great from in terms of you know, that, that superstar being in the draft, the, you know, the next Luca, the next Zion, those types of guys, and they're not necessarily in this draft. But, you know, that's not to say the Bulls can't find a good and valuable player at number four, um, whether that player can be anything more than a 
very nice role player of sorts. Um, that remains to be seen. I don't think there's any, you know, star level guys in this draft, maybe a couple of all-stars. Who knows if the Bulls get one of those, but I don't think there's a real serious franchise, franchise changing guy in this draft. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Obviously there's been guys that have come out of nowhere in previous drafts that have just come from nowhere and become absolute stars. I think about Giannis and Curry in particular, but uh, based on what we know at this point, it, it, you would think that there's not too many uh, big names or big franchise changes in this draft. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's just no superstar. I was praying, for, you know, obviously I want the Bulls win the lottery because I was so high on Anthony Edwards, who I think he has more of a highest ceiling in this draft class. Um, I know he's playing the same position that than uh, like Sax Levine or anything. Well, what are your thoughts on Anthony Edwards as a prospect? Uh, I know you didn't, you're not much a, a draft expert or you don't follow college basketball that much, um, but I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts on Anthony Edwards as a prospect. Yeah, look, I mean, I think he'll be good. I think he'll be able to score the ball, obviously, in, in some ways. I guess I feel about him the same way I do about RJ Barrett in the sense that you know, you if you draft them at number one or whatever it might be as a top pick, then you're going to have to ultimately invest quite a bit in restructuring your offense or your team around that player to give that player the best chance to succeed. And typically, when you when you bring in a, a draft pick that high, you obviously are, uh, are more prone to sort of give those guys the the weight of the offense and maybe move out some of the others that have already been on your roster. So, in that sense. Um, it's probably almost good that the Bulls fell to four because I, I don't think he really fits on the roster at this point and nor do I think he's probably good enough to just be given the opportunity to, you know, just hand over the franchise keys to him, so to speak, like like the Knicks did with RJ Barrett. So, um, look, I think he'll be good. I don't know if he'll be a star level good, but um, I, I'm hoping the Bulls don't have to decide on him. Yeah, yeah. Now... I know I saw you respond on the tweet uh, with Real Purdue suggest to trade up, I think, say, with Golden State or something, to trade Wendell Carter to dra- draft Wiseman. What are your thoughts on it? Well, I just think the Bulls, you know, they've been in the lottery, what, this is their fourth year in a row or something like that. Mm-hmm. They're, just the thought of drafting another big man, three out of four years drafting big men mm-hmm. in a, at the time when the league is going so small in a time when the Bulls really need guard help, wing help. I I don't think drafting another big man makes any sense at all. And I think moving up in this draft, particularly, you know, trading them from four to two and including Wendell Carter in that trade as, as that, as, as what you sort of refer to uh, NBC Sports Chicago sort of positioning, I don't think that makes any sense at all. So I'm definitely not interested in, in going down that route. I think more generally trading up in Probably doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, uh, now there's some people already suggest. Uh, I I can't remember who was it. Suggest maybe Bulls should go after Ball, the man of Ball, and because we need playmakers on this phase. That the Bulls do need playmakers, and yeah. some, some people there are some people even even the media say the Warriors may consider trade the number two pick. What were mm. your thoughts? Maybe potential trade partner with the Warriors. Maybe draft Ball that we could get ball with that pick? Well, I'm assuming 
the Warriors, if they trade that pick, they're looking to combine that with someone like Andrew Wiggins to get a, a, a more ready-made player that they can get back with Steph and, and uh, Clay and Draymond. So I don't know if the Bulls necessarily have any player that the, that the Warriors would want in that sense. So I, I don't think they're necessarily going to trade two for four as an example. They may trade it, you know, like I said, attach that pick to Andrew Wiggins' contract or something like that and then look to getting a, a reasonable player to help these guys. Um, so I don't really see a or foresee a trade with the Warriors at all, but it'll be interesting if the Bulls do have Lamelo on their radar at all. I'm assuming he's going top three. He may even go top two, depending on if Wiseman falls down the uh the draft order or not. So yeah, we'll wait and see how it all shakes out. But I would be very surprised if Lamelo is sort of hanging around for the Bulls to be picking him. Yeah. Now. With the number four pick, who you want the Bulls to draft? Is there anyone particular that you're pretty high on early on? I know you had to do your research a little bit more. Um, any particular player? Yeah, look, like like I mentioned from the top, the Bulls, uh, the Bulls need more ball handlers. They need more guys that sort of can create and sort of set up the offense. So I think that's important, particularly when you got Larry and Wendell on the team. Zach and Kobe, they can score the ball. We know that. But can they really sort of facilitate and get others involved? I think that's still an open question. So I think they really need to look at, you know, taking a shot at a couple ball handler types. And obviously, if Lamelo is gone at, um, you know, in the top two or three, then I think the next obvious name is sort of someone like Killian Hayes. Yeah. Uh, he makes some sense to take a take a risk on him. And, uh, you know, as a 6'5 sort of guard who can play both positions, he's um, big and long. Um, I think he's and he's got a nice smooth game. I think he would be an interesting option for the Bulls, uh, and he'd be he would be a different type of guard to Zach and, and Kobe too. So that would be interesting. Uh, I, I really like Tyrese Halliburton. I don't know if he's worth the number four overall pick. Yeah. Um, that may be a bit of a reach, but he's he's a nice, steady player, smart player, high IQ player who can shoot three, but makes the right decisions in pick and roll. So I'd be confident in him understanding how to play the game and understanding how to play with his teammates. So that would be interesting. Um, Denny Abdia, you know, potentially he's an interesting name that may be linked to the Bulls. Um, I, th- I think he's probably less so of a, you know, a, a ball handler or playmaker in the same, at the same level that, you know, Killian Hayes or maybe even Halliburton are. He's probably more so, uh, I mean, he can definitely handle the ball, but I don't know if he's as adept at that as those guys, but they're the, probably the next three guys that I'd be interested in, in along with uh, Devin Vassell and Isaac Okoro. So I'm, I'm thinking more guards, more wings. They're the guys that I'm interested in. Yeah. yeah. Danny, that I can even say his name now. Uh, he will fill in the, the wings that what the Bulls need. We got Porter, who's been injured most of the, this season, this past season, and Chandler Hudson, <laughs> same thing too. And you will fill in that wing position. And I just know that prospect just maybe a few days ago. Um, I watched some highlights. He seemed like a complete, almost complete overall player. He's shooting, needs to be work. Um, I've been pretty much hyping Hayes the, the past, what, few hours now. <laughs> Hayes, because he seemed to be a tearing spot, uh, prospect. Who do you remind you of, of Hayes in terms of comparison? Yeah, it's it's. I'm not 100 percent sure to be honest with you. I'd have to, I'd have to watch a little bit more uh, of his of his game tape. But he's very smooth in the sense that 
I don't want to say D'Angelo Russell because that often comes with some negative connotations, but mm-hmm. the way he sort of works in pick and roll and the way he sort of operates like that off the bounce, there are some similarities there. Um, but beyond that, look, it, it, he's an interesting player. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure who else I would, I would compare him to, but the fact that he can play the one, the two, he's big enough to play both positions. I think he would be a good fit with Levine and, and White. Um, I, I think it kind of makes sense to take a... Um, to take a shot on. He seemed to be a better shooter than Ball um, in terms of, I think if, I think he shoot like about 40%, but I believe Ball, who got the starting job, he would shoot like 36%, which is not bad behind the arc. Um, so uh, we'll see what happened. Um, now, last week, it's like Christmas come again. <laughs> the Bulls fired yeah. <laughs> the Bulls fired Tim Bowling. I know you were really happy. I mean, all Bulls fans are happy, and I, I, I I'm not much of a morning person, but when I got up like about maybe eight something in the morning, I was for some reason I had to check something on Twitter, and I saw the Bulls Twitter and say uh, Tim Bowling believe he's doing. How I, I, I thought first off, I thought I was really wrong. I thought maybe I was dreaming or something. I like. And I was yell, yes, really loud. And then I went back to sleep. <laughs> what yeah. did your reaction? Yeah, look, I, it was late, very late for me. Um, it was 12.30 in the morning. So um, I was, for whatever reason, I decided to stay up late and, and watch some TV. And I, I'm glad I did because then I saw the Woj tweet and, you know, he, he noted it, obviously that Jim Boylan had been fired. So that was a surprise in terms of the timing. I'm glad it happened when it did and that I was awake for it. Um, the yells over the moon, obviously. So, uh, as virtually every Bulls fan was, so a good outcome. It's been a good week, for Bulls fans. Yeah, and you know, because I remember, like, I think it was last month, last two months. I was like, uh, Bulls are not firing Chibon, aren't they? Because it's, I mean, we heard reports about financial reasons, and I like that's a typical Ranzador move. You know, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, I, the, I was. I was preparing for Boylan to be coming back. Uh, I was sort of resigning myself to that. So obviously very happy that, uh, that that's not the case. Um, I'm, I'm very happy that uh, Boylan is gone. But yeah, that I, I did assume at one point that uh, Boylan would be hanging around due to his relationships with ownership and the fact that ownership uh, generally pretty cheap and Now I can't hear you. What's going on? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, for some reason I can't hear you. I don't know why. This is weird. Hold on one sec. Can you hear me? I don't know if you can hear me. Now what the heck is going on? Hold on one second. Give me one second. Can can you hear me? Let me message you. Okay, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna restart. We try the again. That's weird. Okay, I'll be right back. All right, sorry about that. I don't know why it does this, but no, it's okay. Anyways, now with Jim Bolin, now we're gonna look obvious artist or uh, art, I should say. 
looking for a replacement for a potential candidate. So we heard some names leaking uh, since last week. Kenny Atkins, Wes Hill Jr., um, Stephen Salas, and much more. Um, what's the what's your thoughts on those potential candidates you've been hearing? Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think, uh, you know, Ime Adoka, Philadelphia 76ers, they're probably looking, they'll probably be out of the playoffs within a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Mark Eversley probably worked with him in Philadelphia. Um, for, for for AK, he's obviously worked with Wes Unsell Jr. in in um, in Denver. So I think they both have first-hand experience with those two guys. So that's that's why I would have them as the favourites for the role. Okay. Um, and then I would think Kenny Atkinson would probably have a good chance as well, given that you know he's proven that he can develop young talent, can develop a a um, a Brooklyn Nets situation that didn't have a lot of talented guys on the roster, but still uh, got the best out of them and got them to reach their max potential. So um, that's what the Bulls need. They need a coach that can develop these young guys, and I think Kenny Atkinson shown that he can do that. So I would suggest that those three names are the the most likely candidates to land the Bulls job. Kenny Atkins is my number one pick. <laughs> I I I thought he did a tremendous job with Brooklyn with the little the little that he worked with um years ago before they signed those two stars, Kyler Irvin and Kevin Durant. And he's my first choice. Who's your first choice? Uh look I don't I don't know if I have one at this point to be honest with you. I, I... It's tough to know because a lot of the guys that they're interviewing uh, or potentially going to interview is the uh, guys that have never coached before. The only one that really has is Kenny Atkinson. So we know what Kenny can and can't do. The other guys are more theoretical. So it's hard to say what, um, what they will or won't be. So, yeah, that's why I think those three guys will probably be the, the, the leaders because one, because you know what Atkinson can do, but two, AK and Mark Eversley sort of know who the other guys are, what they're about, what their strengths and weaknesses are. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it plays out. But at this point, I don't know if I have a preferred candidate or a favourite even. Okay, okay. Uh, you're answering my other question too. Because <laughs> I was going to ask, which you have the list of candidates that you prefer but you already answered that one <laughs> and now now um now there's report now there were i remember like last week and i saw when I mean, after the news with the bulls prior to bowling chino will say we should go after mark jackson and i'm like oh please no please no and now there's some people think mark jackson is responsible with the development of Stephen curry and clay thompson and that think they should the Bulls should hire him. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I think uh, he, the Bulls should definitely not hire him. I think there's a there's a very good reason as to why he's not been approached for many jobs since he got fired from Golden State. He wasn't good at the interpersonal stuff with anyone beyond the players. Um, so I, I think that would be a bad decision if the Bulls were to hire Mark Jackson or even interview Mark Jackson. Thankfully, I don't think we're going to get there or, or even... Um, have that. I don't think the Bulls will be doing that, so I don't think we have to worry too much about that. But most certainly, don't. I, I don't think the Bulls should go anywhere near him. Yeah, I, I don't think they will get him or go after him, considering even considering having the big being in the whip. And so 
I'm not. I'm less worried about that. Now, if Garth Foreman and John Paxson were winning the show, I would be kind of worried. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But now, what? Now, Art, he has connection uh, internationally. What are the chances that he may go after some coach over in Europe? What are your thoughts? Uh, look, I wouldn't have thought so. I think, um, I think they'll probably go with someone who's a player coach who a player's type coach who is, has experience in the NBA, who, who players know of. I think that's probably more likely than, you know, uh, going overseas and abroad for some sort of coach from abroad based on AK obviously being an international guy. So I don't think that's going to happen. Okay, okay. Now, is there, do you have a list of players, I mean not players, a uh, list of coaches to avoid, besides Mark Jackson, list of uh, coaches to avoid? Uh, look, I, I think the guys that they've named on their, you know, or who's been reported or connected to the job are all are all good names. So, mm. as so long as they keep it to, the, to that caliber of people, then I think that that'll be fine. I haven't necessarily had any issues with the people that have been named at this point, and most of the candidates that are available make sense. It probably doesn't make sense to go over to someone like Mike D and Tony if he becomes available because. You know, he's obviously older. He won't be hanging around for five years or something like that. So he probably makes more sense for a win now situation. So, um, but beyond that, I think the names that have been connected with the Bulls job are, are the right kind of names that you want for a young team. So um, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily think there's anyone that we should be fearful of, given that the names that have been linked to the Bulls have been positive ones. Yeah. There is one name that's been linked before, before even Jim Pong was firing, and he's dealing with some allegation with his wife, which I talk about, Adrian Griffin. Um, yeah. Possible he, may, he might be still a consideration? Well, look, I'm not sure if he is a consideration more generally, but given what's going on with him at the moment, um, it, you have to be obviously very weary. Obviously, it's just accusations. They need to go through the due process of finding out what is actually going on. But nonetheless, I mean, the Bulls, the Bulls have a, a raft of, of good candidates out there to the point where they shouldn't necessarily be holding up their process or waiting to make a decision on what they do for coach based on Adrian Griffin. Um, if there's doubts about uh, about him and his character based on what's been in the news over the last few days, weeks then um, you quickly put the line through his name and you move on. I don't, I don't think the Bulls need to wait around. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Now, uh, now, Art did say that he wants him to compete for next season and he seemed like he's going to target maybe one or two players in free agency, probably a one-year deal possible. Do you have any particular player you might have in mind? And I don't have a list of free agents. Um but do you have any particular players in mind to go, that the Bulls should go after in free agency for this one-year deal? Uh, look, not at this point because I want to see who they draft. Um, mm-hmm. But I think we also need to see what happens with the salary cap and, and where that sort of sits based on the fact that obviously we had the issue with China before the season. Um, and now with COVID, that's obviously going to impact the, the league's revenue as well. So that's going to dramatically reduce the cap of teams have um, have avail- available to them. So we sort of need to see what those numbers will be what, once the NBA sort of sets those as, as official once they set the, the salary cap numbers. So it's hard to say at this point who the Bulls should or shouldn't go over based on those two pretty big variables. 
Yeah, that's true. That's true. Will it suck that the cat will be down the next, not just only for this coming new season, whenever that is, and also next season, because a lot of people think, oh, let's go after Gangs get on the combo 2021 plan or whatever, and the cat will be go down. Will it be suck <laughs> for pretty much all the teams, especially maybe it might impact the Bulls? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, obviously the Bulls were said to have a, a, a or potentially could have had themselves a nice big big chunk of cap space in 21, but maybe that's not necessarily the case anymore. So, but I, that that won't just be a, a Chicago Bulls problem. It's going to be an issue with the league more generally. So, um, whilst it's, it would be a little bit annoying, um, it won't. The Bulls won't be alone in that problem. Yeah, yeah. Now. With the new management we take over, I'm assuming they're going to keep this roster for maybe another season or two seasons. Do you see them maybe move those players? Maybe at, maybe at draft day or the, or wait till another season to see what they see or what they have? Yeah, I think it's too too early to make any land, land uh, you know, any big trade of, of sorts. Um, I, I think that would be, I don't think that would make, be the right thing to do. Um, I think you know probably wait and see approach make more sense. Whether that means you wait until midway through the season, following off season, I don't know what the answer is. But I think right now is probably not the the right time to do that, unless you get a, 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 a unless you get a, a deal that obviously makes complete sense. Yeah, yeah. Or they can always trade Wendell Carter. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just kidding. I both fans don't don't. Through my DMs on Twitter, I'm just kidding, okay. <laughs> but anyways, um, now it'll be interesting in the next, I guess maybe couple of weeks, coming months, or especially with we're still searching with the coaches. Um, if there's any he he did say there's no timeline, but what what your prediction of when the Bulls hire the coach in terms of the timeline? Well, it's looking like teams that aren't in the bubble will be able to have uh, training camps of sorts or group training sessions mm-hmm. sort of early October, late September, somewhere in that time range from memory. So I would imagine well, that, that pretty much gives the Bulls about a four-week period to get in a coach. I think that's cutting it fine, but I think they have the ability to, to get that done, particularly if the guys they are looking at um, who are in the bubble, exit the bubble maybe earlier than expected. I mentioned that with the Doka before. If the Sixers are out quite early and the Bulls would do their coaching search and they're able to have that conversation with him pretty quickly, then, um, then yeah, I think it's possible for, for for the Bulls to get a coach in within the next sort of four to five weeks. But we'll wait and see. It really depends on who's available when they when when um when they hold those interviews. Obviously, they're having that that group workout, but if they don't have a coach in place for that, it's probably not the end of the world. But um, based on that, I think they'll be aiming to get a coach in just before then. Yeah, um, we, we got Denver with Rich Unsealed Junior. It's one of the assistants for Denver. I think may wait for that. And as you mentioned, uh, that head coach from the seventy six of Brett Brown, Brown, uh, Brett Brown. Is it Brown or Brown? Brett Brown. Yeah, Brett Brown. Brett Brown, yeah. okay, I was right. Brett Brown, which is possibly probably get fired uh, with Mark Esley's connection with Philadelphia. Um, I'm trying to think, where did Stephen Sally's assistant coach from? Um, Sally's? Uh, was it uh, like, Dallas. 
Is it Dallas? Dallas? There we go. Okay, Dallas, who are probably out maybe in the first round in the maybe a few weeks. Watch me jinx the Dallas. They'll probably win it in the series. Watch me jinx them. <laughs> jinx the yeah. Clippers. So that's something to keep an eye on. So maybe in the coming weeks, we'll start hearing about the interview process, I'm assuming. Now, um, but anyways, it's great talking to you about the Bulls. It was happy times, finally. And, and I know you mentioned this on Twitter. With Fred, Curse of the Seven is finally broken. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's it's been a good week for us for us Bulls fans. Borland's gone. No more number seven picks. We didn't go backwards. We've gone up to number four. So all in all, it's uh it's been a pretty good week. Yeah. I mean, and don't forget Gar Foreman was fired a couple months ago and I can see his ugly smug face. Yeah. <laughs> and well Trump Hawkson you can say he, he stepped down and still under payroll somewhere. But anyways, but it's great talking to you about the Bulls and you're welcome to come back if you're up to it. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me, mate. Appreciate it. And no problem, no problem. I apologize for this technical difficulty. I don't know why, Anchor. No, that's okay. All good. Yeah. I, I'm playing Jim Bolin. <laughs> yeah, more than happy to do that. Yep, yeah. Now, follow me on Twitter, PWH10. My Twitter handle again is PWH10. Let's Talk Podcast has a Facebook page. Give it a follow. I give updates with new episodes, new guests, and all that good stuff. Let's Talk Podcast is available from nine different platforms, which you can listen to all the episodes, including this episode, from nine different platforms, such as Anchor, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker, Overcast, and Pocket Cast. Wow, I got all nine, but no problem. Awesome. <laughs> and this Saturday, I will have a guest, uh, Richard Waters, who will return to the podcast. We will talk about pre-internet life. We also will talk about action figures, boards, and much, much more. So stay tuned for that. And also this Sunday, one of my old friend Javier will make his return, which we'll talk about the Dallas Cowboys and their upcoming season and much, much more. So stay tuned for that. Um, is there anything you want to plug in, like podcasts, YouTube, Twitter, or anything like that, man? Yeah, I mean, people can uh, come listen to me on my podcast, Balls HQ. Um, follow me on Twitter at NK Hoops. But uh, that's about it, man. That's about it. All right, cool. I was thought about doing that live stream with that app you mentioned with Fred. I was like, that, I, I just recognize that app. <laughs> I, I mean, you know there's such thing <laughs> with the live stream. And I was like, oh, that's a pretty cool app. The, what's the name of that Periscope. Yeah, Periscope. How was it, by the way? Yeah, it was fun. It was, it was different. Uh, we usually just do audio, but to do some video was fun. So don't know if we'll do it uh, every time, um, yeah. but something different. Um, but it, it was fun to do during the draft lottery. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, I can imagine with Fred's reaction. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it's always funny Yeah, in contact with Fred. But um, uh, it was good to be amongst Bulls fans when the uh, the news broke. Yeah, definitely, definitely not. Yeah, and everyone have a good night um, and stay safe. Please wear a mask, practice shows us distant. And I'll talk to you this Saturday. Peace out, everyone.